Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. This is Luke speaking, of course, because you're listening to Luke's English Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by a friend of mine called Pierre. Pierre is a French comedian who now performs comedy in English. His English is very good. And so in this episode, I interview Pierre and we talk about various things, including um, his experiences of learning English, um, his experiences of doing comedy, stand-up comedy in a second language. Uh, And then after our conversation, I teach Pierre uh, how to do some British accents. So you can listen to that too and perhaps follow what we're doing and uh, learn a few things about different British accents as well. So that's what you can expect in this episode. Um, It's quite a long one as usual. So you can choose. You can either listen to the whole thing in one go if you have the time. If you don't have time, maybe you're on your way to work or something. Uh, You can just listen to some of it and then pause and listen to the rest later. Uh, But do listen to the whole thing because it's brilliant from start to finish. Um, So that's what you can expect. Go to uh, teacherluke.podomatic.com or teacherluke.wordpress.com in order to find all of the text that relates to this episode because I'm going to um, add some uh, bits of language, some vocabulary or phrases that uh, you might hear in this episode. I'll add them to the page and then you can use that as a way of like seeing what we said. It could be a great way to pick up bits of language. So do do that. I'll also uh, post some videos that relate to some of the things that we talked about in the interview. So that's pretty much it for this introduction. I do hope you enjoy the show and thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. Uh, Now you can listen to my interview with Pierre Gaspar. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the episode. I think I've probably already done an introduction, um, so I'm just repeating myself already. I've already started repeating myself. But um, I'm joined now by um, a very attractive-looking gentleman. He's, uh, he looks, if you can imagine, um, Bruce Wayne. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Christian Bale. Exactly. You know the actor Christian Bale. Imagine Christian Bale in all his amazing Hollywood glory. Well, that's basically what I've got sitting in front of me. So I'm joined in this episode by uh, Pierre Gaspard, who is uh, a friend of mine from the stand-up comedy scene here in France, and he looks exactly like Christian Bale. In fact, when I first saw him, I, I thought, is that, is that Christian Bale doing stand-up? I didn't realise he was French, but uh, apparently not. No, it's just he has a look-alike uh, living in Paris. Um, and so um, I'm going to tell you a couple of things about him. Um, well, as I've said, Pierre is a, a French stand-up comedian who I've met on the stand-up comedy scene here in Paris. He performs a one-hour show in English every Saturday evening. The show is called No Shame, 
and it's uh, it's very funny. I've seen it. It takes place at the uh, Café Panam uh, near Republique in uh, in Paris. Every Saturday evening, you will find all the details for this show on the website, which, as you know, is teacherluke.podomatic.com or possibly teacherluke.wordpress.com, depending on sort of when you're listening to this. Um, as far as I know, Pierre originally comes from Marseille, and I think he has spent a long uh, he has spent some time living in the USA. But we're going to find out now because uh, we're going to start talking to him. So uh, first of all, we're just going to get to know uh, Pierre a little bit and just start talking. Uh, we're going to find out about the world of Pierre Gaspar. I don't know why I did that in an American accent. Um, and afterwards, we're just going to have fun. Maybe we're going to play around with uh, uh, English accents. I'm going to try and teach Pierre how to speak with a British accent. So are you looking forward to that, Pierre? I am, absolutely. Good. Good, excellent. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Pierre. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a great pleasure to be here. Um, am I the first person to say that you look like uh, Batman? No, uh, some people have said that. It's not true, obviously. If uh, now people come to see my show and they'll look at me and they're like, that's not Christian Bale. Uh, I don't know. I guess I have some face features that kind of resembles him, but I, I look more like, uh, I don't know, uh, E from Entourage or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yes, uh, people, uh, Henry from the, the New York Comedy Night yeah. has told me that. I... I, I um, I used to tell him he looks like uh, David Beckham. And Henry looks like David Beckham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does a bit. Yeah, yeah is he? It's, it's a good point. Yeah, exactly. We exchange silly pictures on Twitter now. Yeah. Yeah, he calls me Christian Bale. I call him David Beckham. And uh, yeah. Okay, that's not bad. So, by the way, Henry is another performer. He comes from uh, England. Absolutely. I, he's a film studies student, as far as I know. I might have Henry on the podcast at some point in the future to talk about movies, because he's interested in that. And so, yeah, I never expected to have uh, Christian Bale and David Beckham on Luke's English podcast. Not this early. I thought maybe later, you know, they'll all be writing emails to me. Luke, um, please, can I be on your podcast? That's like, you know, George Clooney. Oh, uh, Luke, please, uh, I'm, I've got a new movie out. I want to b- promote it. Maybe he need a coach for a British accent, George Clooney. I think, yeah. That's a good idea. Has he, has he ever done a British accent in a film? He wouldn't. No, I don't think so. Really? That wouldn't be believable. It would be like Brad Pitt doing a like British. Yeah, I don't think he's. No, he has. He, Brad Pitt did uh, the vampire movie. Was it a with a British accent? Um, interview with the vampire. I, yeah. I'm not sure. It might have been British, but he did a kind of Irish uh, gypsy ac- accent. Oh yeah, in, in Snatch. In Snatch, which was very good. Yeah. The accent, I mean. Yeah. And he did a German accent in uh, Seven Years in Tibet, I think. Did he? Yes. It was pretty bad. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I think he didn't have a good coach at that time. Yes. There, there are some examples of very, very terrible accents uh, in movies. Um, have you seen Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. It's a George Clooney film, of course. Yeah, with, of course. And Brad Pitt. But um, there's a character in that. What's the name of the, uh, what's the, name of the, the, the black guy from England? The actor, he's in Iron Man. I can, yeah, I can yeah, never yeah, remember yeah. his it's, name. Um, ah, no, I, I missed it. Yeah, I, I see, of course, who you're talking about, but I, I can't remember he, his name. He does a, a, a classically awful uh, yeah. British... So he's meant to be a Cockney, but he just gets it all horribly wrong. <laughs> I've been trying to find um, like clips of, of him doing this accent uh, from the movie, but they've all been erased 
from YouTube. I think that he's working very hard, searching through all of YouTube just to prevent people from uh, realizing that his English accent is so well, bad. Well, he shouldn't because that that adds like a comical, you know, uh, side of it. Like this Roy, like it doesn't make sense at all that this guy would be playing a, a British <laughs> Cockney accent guy. I think they had to have. They had to have like uh, an American actor who who was kind of popular. They wanted a British character, but they also wanted an American actor cause in order to sort of like uh, get more audience in America. Right. And they wanted someone that everyone knew, and so they had to choose an American guy. And they're like, uh, "Can you do maybe like a Cockney accent?" And he really wanted to be in the film, so he was like, "Yeah, sure, I can do Cockney." And in the back of his head, he's thinking, "Oh God, I've got no idea how to do." Cockney accent, and, and he's, he was right. Um, right, so um, so how are you, Pierre? Are you, are you all right? Are you comfortable? Yes, I'm very comfortable, thank you. I, uh, I've, I'm enjoying some tea that you've served me, uh, yeah. as a British man should. Yes. And uh, some nice cookies uh, that are house, homemade, yeah. pretty good as right. well. My yes. girlfriend uh, made some cookies for us, because she's nice like that. She's very nice, yes. absolutely. Yeah, it's very generous. So we've got, a, a, I would almost say, a mountain, well, a pile yeah. Of cookies that's, to deal it's with. It's really bad because um, now I don't want to do that podcast anymore. I just want to eat all the cookies <laughs> and then deal with that podcast later. Like, yeah, we'll see. I'm just ha- I'm just leaving the cookies there yeah, just to yeah, tempt you. It's horrible because obviously I can't eat them while recording. <laughs> no, you, you can. You can. You can eat. You can eat cookies during the during the episode. I won't do that. It, it's okay. It won't be the first. <laughs> it, honestly, it won't be the first time that uh, uh, I've spoken with my mouth full on on this podcast. Usually, it's chocolate with cookies, right? Yeah, usually okay. food of some okay. description. Okay. Usually it's chocolate, sometimes tea. You, often tea. Um, Tea's okay. Yeah, but but it's it's bad when you do this on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you are you one of these people who, who finds that very annoying to slurp your tea? Mm, no. No. No, because in in some countries it's like the right way to do it. Like mm. in Iran, if you don't make noise while you drink your, your tea, I think so. Yeah? I don't want to be like, yeah, in Iran, because I've been there. <laughs> I've never been there. But I heard, maybe, and from this country, if you don't make noise, it's like uh, bad or insulting. Really? It's like burping when you're eating couscous or whatever. Yeah. Only when eating couscous. <laughs> yeah. You can burp when you're yeah, eating salad. Like, no, I, no I don't know if my grandparents were racist or something like that, but they always told me that, uh, uh, like in, in Algeria, because they, they used to live there, you can, at the end of the, the the meal, if you burp, it means that you had a good meal and that's a good sign. Yeah. But that might have been just some racist bullshit. They told me, like, <laughs> yeah, these primates they just burp all the time and they're proud. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's difficult to know because we hear rumors about other cultures. Like, yeah, in China, everyone eats, uh, you know, frog eyes. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. we don't know really if it's true. We hear all these rumors. But in fact, in you know, in, who knows? But I do have some listeners from Iran. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you, you know about what happens in Iran, then tell us. Do, is it normal to slurp your tea in Iran? Or uh, is, it, is it okay to burp in whichever country you're in? Um, um, yes, and in fact, if whichever country you come from, tell us about slurping your tea. Is that normal or is that rude? I've heard that there's a kind of genetic thing. Really? That, yeah, some people can't drink tea without slurping it for some sort of genetic reason. Like, you know the way some people can roll their tongue yeah. and other people can't? Yeah. Some people physically can't drink tea without burning their lips unless they uh, slurp. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it feels 
colder a little bit when you slurp. Mm. You bring a bit of air through the tea as you as you yeah, as it passes absolutely. over your, your yeah. lips. Yeah, so it's pretty smart actually. Yeah, I think you should slurp. Yeah, exactly. Movies don't slurp. We do because we're, you know, we're smarter more, than them. Exactly. It's a it's a sign of evolution. Right. So Absolutely. so so Pierre. Yes. yes. Pierre Pierre Gaspar. Yeah, that's my first name. Um, I, so you perform stand up comedy uh, in English. I do. But that but English is not your first language. Is is that right? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's my second language. Okay. So so uh, okay. So that sort of leads leads me to my next question. And, and your English is very good. Uh, how did you how did you manage that? Because obviously a lot of my listeners are trying to raise the level of their English. So, how did you get your English up to this standard then? Uh, well, I, I think I was lucky enough to have a, a big brother and a big sister that were uh, um, already watching a lot of um, TV shows and movies in uh, VO. Sous-titré, which is version originale sous-titré, which means in English with subtitles in French. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were listening to, like, my sister was a big fan of uh, Madonna. Mm -hmm. So I had English all around my head, but I think everybody does. Mm -hmm. I, um, I, I, was, I was good at school in English. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty easy language to learn. I, I, yeah. I, you I, think so? Yeah, because uh, next to that, I was also learning German for Eight years. Actually, German was the first language that I started to learn mm. at school. For mm. eight years, I, I studied it. and, and uh, Really? Yeah, it never, never happened for me. I, I couldn't ever be... I was never able to, to speak even in a basic level of, of German. Really? It's, what? It just didn't click? It oh, didn't work? Uh, I don't like German. It's... it's, 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 it's Okay. Uh, so it just you just didn't take to it i mean I, you know i've got friends uh, in london who, who speak you know german they love speaking german you know and they're all like very good and it's maybe just because they they enjoyed the speaking the language but in your case you just didn't take to to speaking german but you just sort of you took to english you kind of uh, it for some reason it just appealed to you right well i think it's I think it's way simpler to to uh, master the basis of English. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you can word a hundred words and be uh, an executive at a big uh, American firm, eh? <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, or but, a president. Or president, exactly. Exactly. Yes. But uh, I don't know. German was not as appealing, and uh, you you just you you bathe in English language uh, all the time in France. In in. Every occidental country. I mean, you have all the movies that are that are working are American. All the mm. music. Uh, now we have French singers that that perform in in English. So mm. uh, more and more uh, titles for the movies are not translated anymore. So uh, all all the movies, the science fiction movies you see in a hundred years, everybody's going to speak English. It's going to be the world language. Uh, of course, it's it is going to be the world language it's because it's, yeah, because I think it's the one of the easiest. Uh, language to to learn, and f for for a French people also very easy to learn is the um, Italian because it really sounds like French. Like yeah. you can basically speak Italian, just adds O and A's at the end of each of your words, yeah, really. and it works really. Like it's almost yeah. a joke. Like when you listen to Italian TV, like it's not it's it's a joke. It's it's just like French with O's at the end. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. So to answer your question, I. Uh, I, I was uh, I, w I was good in English at school. I uh, I used to watch a lot of of, um, of movies and 
I participated in the big explosion of uh, uh, illegal download for TV shows. Oh, really? uh, yes, I'm sorry. I'll go to jail one day. You're a pirate. Yeah, I'm a pirate, but uh, I guess everyone is. So I watched yeah. a lot of TV shows. So that, that helps getting the expressions. A good thing to learn um, English is also to watch a DVD in English with subtitles mm -hmm. in English. Yeah. It helps you to uh, to identify some of the words. It took me a long time to, to know that um, the word schedule yeah. was actually uh, schedule. Because uh, to me, the, 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 it, does, it didn't sound like it looked like, you know, the, yeah. the word. But um, so that, that helps. And of course, I did spend uh, a year and a half in Vancouver, Canada. Ah. Not in the States. It was in Canada. Canada. Okay. Yeah. I see. Um, I, I can hear a sort of American hint in your accent. So I wasn't sure if that was Canadian or American. In fact, for me, I find it difficult to identify whether someone is Canadian or American. I mean, some things give it away. Uh, like the way the Canadians pronounce the sort of O sounds sometimes, like, you know, famously uh, the way they say the word about. Uh, some people say they say a boot or some people say they say a boat or something <laughs> like that. What, uh, what do they say? In well, it, I don't know if it's because it's the first English speaking country that I've lived in, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't hear the Canadian accent. Or maybe it was because I was in Vancouver and mm. that's uh, like a, a city where a lot of people are going from there to, uh, to the States because it's so close. Yeah. Uh, but I never heard anyone say a boot except on the South Park um, episode with the yeah. Canadians guy. I never heard any Canadian guy say uh, a boot. Maybe in the middle, like uh, in Calgary or Edmonton when yeah. there's not much yeah. uh, people people uh, will, will say a boot but um, I, I didn't never see that. that yeah never yeah. heard that well yeah it's just it's true I don't I, I can't really tell the, I can't recognize the Canadian accent so I don't know I, I'm sure I have listeners in Canada I have listeners, listeners everywhere um, especially in, you know <clears throat> Um, so, yes but in Canada they, there are some people who listen to this believe it or not and so if you're in Canada Tell tell us what's what is the Canadian accent? How is it different to uh, to the to American accents? I well, wonder. You should probably ask the Americans, really. Yeah. Because maybe the Canadians will not be aware of their own accent. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll next time I see Sarah or, or Sebastian. Yeah. I'll I'll ask them. These are American people that uh, we know here in in Paris. It's great be, being in Paris because I meet more American people than than I, I normally do in London. In London, For yeah. some reason, I think maybe when they're in London, they sort of keep their voice down. I don't know why. Well, because uh, to the British uh, average people, uh, Americans are just like so vulgar, I think. Oh, no, I, I, think, I think this is what Americans are afraid of. You yeah, know, they, of course. They, yeah. They, although to an extent, sort of British people are quite snobbish about Americans. And I, I don't like that. I think that's really unfair. But uh, I guess also that Americans are a little bit afraid of opening their mouths in, in England because they, they sense that perhaps British people um, are maybe a bit condescending or a bit sort of judgmental about American English or something. I, I don't know. And I think Americans sometimes have a view of the English as if they're very snobbish and sort of, oh, you're American, are you? You know, stop murdering our language, that kind of thing. But... Um, I don't know. I personally, I don't mind it. I, I just, I like meeting Americans. I like American English. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. I think we'll okay. come back to the yeah. sort of British and American stuff uh, in, in a little bit. Um, just you, you mentioned how um, here you you kind of embraced English, but is that 
true in France? Has that always been true that uh, people in this country have always really embraced the learning of English? Well, uh, it was my opinion for uh, for a really long time because uh, people around me uh, speak English at least can make themselves understand. Uh, Uh, but then I, I started to work, and uh, especially in Paris, and people have told me that it's like a, a really big advantage to be speaking English, mm. because actually a lot of people don't speak English. They they will they will understand because we're all watching the same movies, and so you you learn after a while, even even when you don't really try. Mm. But people that really can express themselves in a, in a good English fluently are actually not that uh, there's not that much of them yeah yeah yeah. well then so but it, I mean in France um, there's a, maybe a stereotype that uh, uh, for example people told me before I came to Paris that you know they said oh in Paris they don't speak English in fact if you speak to them in English they refuse to respond it's, I haven't noticed that much it's because we're assholes <laughs> we understand what you're saying. We're just like, eh, no, we don't want friends. <laughs> really? I don't know. I think um, maybe they're embarrassed because they don't master the language. Uh, uh, it's true. Uh, I um, before before I was before I talked really good English. I uh, it was a embarrassing to uh, to answer someone in the street, mm. uh, even though I could answer them. But when I was with friends, I was like uh, forcing a French accent, not to yeah. look like the asshole that can do the the American accent. So, so I was someone, like, yeah. yes, you were looking for this street. Yes, it's there next on the right. I was forcing uh, bad English on my on myself, so I right. didn't look like a douchebag. On my with my friends, but so yeah, it's maybe this phenomenon that's that's happening. I'm guessing. So it's just shyness. Just it's just a sense of shyness coming through as maybe a sort of indifference, and that's misunderstood by people as being kind of an arrogance. But it's it's really because people are shy. There is this, and also even if you ask someone in French, they might not answer you because. I don't know. Everybody's. It's true. A lot of people are are stressed out in Paris. It's true. It's a it's a big cliche, but it's a, it's a beautiful city that doesn't get uh, enough sun, so people are yeah. not uh, as happy as they should be. Yeah. And uh, so when you're trapped in a in a all work uh, situation, you you mm. can't wait to get to work because you have too much work. You can get to get a, you can't wait to get home because. Uh, Uh, you just want to, you know, sit down and then rest for a while. So mm. when people are, are are bothering you in this situation, it's uh, you don't you don't want to. Yeah, it's like oh, ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you just need to get to work. Yeah, it's like that in London. I mean, in London, you kind of start apologizing. Like, oh, sorry, uh, uh, and then uh, you know you, <laughs> because you don't want to offend them. You don't want to say, oh, just go away. I'm late for work. Instead, you have to go. Um, oh. oh Uh, and you get all this awkwardness because you know you don't want to cause offense. It's interesting the way different cultures respond to those stressful situations differently. In Japan, um, I mean, that I found people were often very, very nervous and shy. I lived in Japan. Okay, uh, people were very nervous and shy about speaking English, and uh, several times. I mean, to be honest, I should have spoken Japanese, and it's the same in France here. So, first of all. I think that French people, I think I should speak French first. So yeah. I don't expect, you know, Parisians to speak French to me because 
you know, I should. Uh, I don't expect Parisians to speak English, English to me yeah, yeah. because um, you know I should be speaking French to them. So I'm, I don't have a problem with with uh, what people say about you know Parisians not wanting to speak English because it, this is France, right? But anyway, going back to Japan, um, uh, I would find people were really shy about speaking English to the point where they would run away from me. <laughs> so I remember one particular situation. Um, I was trying to get money from a cash point. And um, and it, for some reason I couldn't get money, and I needed help just understanding which button to press to withdraw the money. Right. Okay. So I asked this businessman, Japanese company man. I said, uh, it's, you know, Sumimasen, can you help me? Um, uh, I want money. I want money. Which button? And um, he was like, ah, ah, like in real pain, you know. <laughs> ah, ah. Like that, and um, he kind of helped me. He came to the cash point with me, and this was in the bank. He came in, and then I noticed a member of staff on the other side, and I looked at her to try and get her attention. I turned away from the man, and to get her attention, when I turned back, he w- he was running out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Wait, come back! What about my money?" Yeah, he just he just escaped. <laughs> But, so do you think it was because he? Uh, He, he didn't want to help you because he didn't really understand what you were saying? Yeah. Or I think he was just... Uh, two things. One, he was probably very busy. He needed to get yeah. to work. And secondly, he was just... He didn't want to embarrass me. He didn't want to be embarrassed because he couldn't help me. Yeah. So it was just deeply embarrassing. He didn't want me to lose face. I don't mind, you know. All he needed to do was just go, ah, no, and then just leave. <laughs> Just to give me a reason, but yeah. so he just left. You know, it's like when a you know, it's like when a girl leaves you and doesn't tell you why. You're just left there, going, "But why? I'd never know why." That's how I'm, I'm. I'm still suffering from this rejection. Yeah, but that's so, terrible. What if she tells you why? What if she tells you I don't like your uh, I don't know your eyes or uh, you have a weird face? <laughs> how are you going to live with that for the rest of yeah, your that's life? That's true. That's true. But if she doesn't, if she doesn't tell you, then. Um, you're going to imagine all the reasons. You're going to have those nights when you can't sleep, and it's like, yeah, is it because yeah, I've got like one leg shorter than the other? Or? Yeah, but then you're going to try to make yourself as a whole better. True. Because if she just said, well, you have a bad accent, ah, you, you smell from the mouth, or ah, you have a weird shaped penis, I don't know. You're going to be focused on this point, and then it's going to be like, oh, everybody can see that I have a weird shaped penis. You know, it's terrible. So yeah. it's better if she just says nothing, and you know. So and and also the, the the company man in Japan, it's better that he just said nothing because yeah, yeah. he could have said, I'm, "I don't want to help you because you've got bad breath or you have yeah, a weird exactly. shaped penis." Then maybe I would have been more upset. Yeah, or maybe uh, his grandfather uh, had been killed by a British guy during the World War Two, and he's like, "No, I can't help a British guy." I don't know. And then maybe. you're like, "Fuck, Grandpa, would you do that to me?" I don't know. <laughs> Complicated. Yeah, you, who knows what was happening in his head. <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about uh, your your comedy. Um, your your show is raining. It's raining, ladies and gentlemen. You might hear some noise. That's great. It's raining. It's real atmospheric noise. It's really British atmospheric yeah. noise now. We've got we've got biscuits. We've got tea. We've yeah. got rain. I wouldn't mind having a little more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there is some more left in the teapot. It's maybe a bit strong. It's okay. It's all right? Thanks. So I'm taking over uh, Luke's English podcast now that he's uh, reaching for tea. Oh, all right, thanks. That was short. Yep. There's not much left. It's okay. Okay, there you go. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, So, 
a little tea break. I hope you're drinking tea as well while you're listening to this, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I, re- that's, I do recommend that. Yes, you should. Green tea especially. It's very good for you. Yes, that's right. It's, it's full of antioxidants. Absolutely. Which, which um, are very good at killing, uh, I think they're called free radicals, which are sort of, I don't know, particles that are in your system. They come from smoke, pollution, other things. These are free radicals, which can be very damaging to your, your body. So you should drink green tea. Yes. So the antioxidants can kill the free radicals. There you go. Did you know, there is such a great joke to make with the antioxidant yeah. and the free radicals, but I don't have it yet. Antioxidants, free radicals. There is a joke yeah. there somewhere. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to work on that. Please, uh, people that are listening, try to find that joke and <laughs> send it to us so Ooh. we can make mm. money out of you. <laughs> exactly, yes. Okay. So, um, um, your show is called No Shame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, why, why is it called No Shame, then? Um, when uh, because it features uh, some jokes that are, uh, I don't know, like poop jokes and poop, mas- poop mas- jokes, masturbation jokes, and yeah. uh, jokes about myself uh, that I tell without being ashamed. It's actually a little um, uh, homage uh, to uh, to um, Louis C.K. He had a show called um, Shameless. Oh yeah, which kind of means the same thing yeah. and um, well let, let, let me just stop you there because uh, Louis C.K yeah. li- maybe the listeners to this podcast don't know who he is uh, but Louis C.K is probably now like the number one stand up yeah. comedian in the world everyone's talking about him because yeah. he's kind of um, he's had he's got his own TV show he's he's uh, he's brilliant I mean he's very very funny and he's shameless yeah. because he he says some very what would normally be very very embarrassing things about his personal life about his family about his body and and things like that so you you, you um you're kind of influenced by uh by louis ck are you yeah totally yeah, yeah. he's uh i don't know his ability to just say shit and uh tell us like stories that we imagine are real and are probably very real that's what makes them so so funny and um it just it just you know makes uh it makes it funnier i mean yeah. and, and uh, he he has also very clever jokes like the, the, his entire bit about the um, the offensive words mm-hmm. is a very very um very very uh, funny and clever joke mm-hmm. of his and uh yes and he's now very successful of course i won't pretend that i have been listening to him since 20 years cuz i haven't mm. i discovered him he was already pretty big but uh, yes, he's been the biggest influence for me. Uh, it's just he makes uh, stand-up comedy easier, the same way that uh, uh, Zinedine Zidane made uh, football look easier. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that Louis C.K. makes comedy look easy. I remember when I first saw him perform, and you know, people were telling me, "Oh, yeah, have you seen Louis C.K.? He's brilliant." And I saw his first one of his shows. I don't remember which one, and I thought, "Hey, that's, he's not really doing anything special." Um, it looks pretty easy, um, but then later on, I realised after I watched more and I, and I and I really examined it, I realised no, this is really clever because yeah. he's he genuinely is making it look easy. It's his style. Yeah. His style is that basically he talks to the audience and tells them things which makes it look like his life is a complete disaster. His life is a total mess. Sometimes it's very dark, and it looks like he's just sort of falling apart, having a, nearly having a nervous breakdown. But, th- but it's very, very, very funny, and it's very difficult to be that open 
on stage and to be um, you know to be that shameless and for it to be really really funny every time I think he's brilliant I'm going to make a note of, of Louis C.K. here and then I'm going to post like a video of, of Louis C.K. on the website so that my listeners can, can have a look. Do you have any other comedians who, who you really love, who, who influenced you? Yeah, I have uh, D- uh, Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope. Wow, yeah. I've seen Doug Stanhope perform a few times in really? London. Yeah, in real yeah. life? In real life. I've seen him two or three times in, in London. Uh, he comes to London quite a lot. That's awesome. Doug Stanhope is is probably the most shameless yeah. uh, comedian I've ever it's, seen. It's a different style. He's really like uh, radical about a lot of subjects, mm. like uh, I don't know, abortions. Def- he says like the the biggest polluent um, thing in the world is is us having babies and stuff like that. He's yeah. very strong willed about that. Yeah, and uh, it's more. A, Really dirty stories that he that he that he says, but um, <laughs> I think uh, Doug Stanhope's material is some of the rudest material I've ever heard. But yeah, but it, it's it's not it's not the most offensive because it's very rude. But he manages to 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 present his material as as really. Uh, it's just his own personal opinion. He doesn't really make judgments about people who are, who are weaker than him. He's really no. making fun of himself. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he makes fun of how his life is. I what I find offensive is when comedians or anyone else point at people who are weaker than us or whatever and 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 make fun of them. Uh, that's that's offensive. But people like Louis C.K., Doug Stanhope, and yourself uh, manage to. Um, so make fun of themselves, and it's it may be rude, but it doesn't matter because essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. you're the one who's who's the 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 subject of the joke. So that, that's yeah, that's an essential point uh, for these two comedians. Is that when they always uh, the, the 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 starting point is that they're bad people. They say they're bad people because they do bad things, and uh, um, but then they they use this starting point to to make jokes about other things, and it, and it always works. And it, Dark Stanhope is is more trashy. It's true, his jokes are more dirty. But uh, I I took from him as well because um, I listened to to him a lot. And uh, yes, I'd say the 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 darkest part of my jokes uh, maybe come come uh, come from him. Yeah. Even though I, uh, I I used to have a bit about Alzheimer's, but I don't do it anymore. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. I think people should come and see your show if they if they want to know about these dark uh, things about that you say about uh, yourself and so on. Then do come and see Pierre's show. It's very entertaining and it's shocking and uh, it's it's a real surprise. It's full of surprises. Um, no shame. Uh, Café Panam. Le Panam, yes. Le Panam. I'll put a link on the site so that you can find out all the details. Is it hard to perform stand-up comedy in a second language? Because I do it in my first language and I, I get very nervous beforehand. And, you know, I, even on stage, you know, my language falls to pieces. Um, you've seen it happen. You know, I often just don't know what I'm saying. What's, I can't imagine doing stand-up in French, although I'd like to. What's it like doing stand-up in English? Well, first of all, it's, um, it's, it's easier in some ways and harder in others. In, mm. It's easier in the way that it's, it's not really you on stage. It's another guy speaking another language. Mm. So it's a protection for me. It's, like a, it's, it's a character. All the stories I, I tell are, are, are true, but... Be, because I'm, I'm telling them in another language, it doesn't. F- there's less pressure. 
that comes with it. Of course, when I first started, I was I was afraid, of course. Uh, but uh, but I know that if tomorrow I start doing bits in French, I would be just as afraid as I was when I started doing it in English. Yeah, it's it, it, it protects you because it's a different language. At the end, you can just start talking your 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 uh, first language and be like, yeah, that wasn't me on stage; it was some other guy. Mm. So that makes it easier in in this way. But now, if you now in when you're performing stand up you you uh you do a lot of interaction with the audience and it's always good because it it makes them feel like they're a part of the show you don't, you don't necessarily uh, pick on them you just talk to them learn where they're from and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it's always good to have um, little improv jokes uh, with the audience and that is harder to do of course in a second second language yeah yeah that is harder because I talked about it with uh, Sebastian Marx, who who um, who used to have a, a show in in French as well. He does a show in English, but he used to do it in, in French as well. He's a he's American, right? Yeah, he's American, absolutely. And yeah. he we were we were agreed that when you have a show in another language, you have rails in front of you that you need to to follow all the way through to your show. If you if you deviate, you have more chance for getting where you were, or or you, you can really improv in another language, mm. even though that. That was true for me for a while, but now that I'm performing every week, it's getting easier to mm. to uh, to improv. 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 What what's that? It's Sorry, I'm eating a I'm eating a biscuit. No problem. Im you know, improvise. Like uh, someone is someone in the audience uh, tells you where they're from, and then you think suddenly about a uh, something funny that you can say about where they're from, and that's. Mm. That makes your show look alive. Like you're not just uh, reciting something that you've learned by heart. It mm. makes people laugh it's it's refreshing it's very very important i think it's it's like one of the most difficult things to do is to to respond directly to something the audience member has said and make it funny i, I find that always I, a challenge i do too but there are classes for that there are improv classes all over the world and uh, and and the best class is to just you know perform on stage and and uh, and interact with the people every time you can and mm. it, it gets easier of course after a while okay all right um interesting okay so uh, to an extent it's a it's a question of practice isn't it like the more you practice the more yeah. confident you get same it's the same with just generally improving your english i would say yeah um just practice 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 uh it's a question of also finding opportunities to practice though isn't it so i have mentioned that in fact in the last episode i mentioned that uh, people listening to this should try and find stand-up comedy in english uh near where they are now i know that there won't be stand-up everywhere but in certain places a lot of big cities now have a lot of uh, english-speaking people living there and so they can Try and find the stand-up comedy in English uh, shows which are going on. There's websites like meetup.com. Yeah. Um, and if you sign up to meetup.com, you can join di different um, um, groups. meetings, groups, uh, yeah. where people gather and socialize. That can be a good way to meet. Meetup is a really very, very efficient way to do that. It's, yeah. uh, it works with groups. You sign up on a group. It's free, of course. And... Uh, Uh, there is a group for everything. In Paris, you have uh, like American expats, Canadian expats. You have Paris stand-up comedy in English uh, groups. That you, so you sign up, you get the newsletter with what, what's whatever is happening. And uh, usually, mm. these groups are managed by an, an organizer that um, sets up. Uh, in France, you have a lot of wine tasting, uh, mm. movie going, and it's uh, very good. It exists all over the world. So yeah, meetup.com is a very important part of uh, expat life. Yeah, so all over the world. So you can you can go on meetup meetup 
com. Meet some people, speak English, practice, 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 practice. Um, is um, performing in French and performing in English different? I mean, you've, you've said how uh, the experience is different, but is one language funnier or less funny than the other? I don't think in general it is, but um, I, I came to stand-up comedy with American stand-up comedy. Yeah. And uh, I, I was aware of French stand-up comedy before, and I wasn't really a big fan of it, but because maybe I didn't know uh, too much about it. Mm-hmm. But um, so for, for the jokes, for yeah, for my humor, I, I would laugh more at uh, at uh, jokes in English. It's true that the, the humor is slightly different, um, apart from the fact that, for example, Americans uh, enjoy more poop jokes than French people. It's true. You can yeah. you can see that because even in the, in the the English open mics in Paris, what you can tell when there is a lot of French people in the audience that they won't laugh as hard uh, as an American audience would. Uh, listening to poop jokes yeah yeah they like the disgusting toilet humor yeah which yeah. which is fine everybody you know uh, you know uh, here we like some uh, politics humor uh, yeah. uh, so yeah everybody everybody has their has their kind of humor I don't think there is one language that's funnier than the other mm-hmm. but it's it's a different humor for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so you're coming from the sort of American side of things how, can I ask you actually how did you start uh, performing stand-up comedy how did it begin for you well I um, I, I moved to Paris on uh, so I was in I was in Marseille before, and I moved to Paris on January 2011. So it's not yeah. so long ago. Yeah, yeah. I um, I came here to take some uh, th- um, theater classes at uh, Cours Jean Laurent Cochet, which is a very good class. So you so you're an actor as well, then, Pierre? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. They the... always say that you should say you should say you're an actor, even though you haven't performed in anything yet, yeah. anything major. Well, except uh, Batman, of course. Except Batman, yeah. The three little movies that I did. Uh, but yeah, I'm an actor. Yeah. I'm, I'm an actor, yeah. I'm an actor. It yeah. feels good to... Method actor, really. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's the, that's the goal. That's the end goal, is, yeah. is to be in movies, of course. Well, I can see the uh, the actor uh, coming through in your stand-up, because you do... Sometimes, you like, parts of your show, you do little scenarios where you perform both parts... Uh, yeah. and, and I can see it, it's very good it's, it's one of my favourite parts of the show is when you're being two people at the same time and, and you can see the attitude change on your face I, I like that, yeah, so I can, I can see the, the acting coming through But so what was it that got you onto a stage with a microphone in your hand? Well, okay, so I, I took some classes for a while and then I realised that I wasn't really into classical theatre uh, classes. It's I, I, I when I was in Vancouver, I took some acting classes at the Actors Foundry, uh, which was run by Matthew Harrison. If uh, if anybody is listening to this in Vancouver, take his class. You can just go and audit this. Uh, it's the best acting class I've ever seen. Matthew it's, Harrison. Yeah, Matthew Harrison, and uh, the school is called the Actors Foundry. Okay, and it's very good, and it's been growing and growing in the city for a few years now. Uh, a lot of people went through this uh, school and are going to be huge actors in the future. Yeah. I'm sure about it. Right. And um, so, at this Jean Laurent Cochet uh, cours, I, I, I found some of the elements that made me like acting, like um, uh, you know, looking for a, for an emotional trigger in a in a part, uh, decomposing the part, the scene, but. I was kind of bored with the um, old th- classical theater thing. It's just 
uh, I didn't get many pleasure out of it. So I was in a in a big reflection uh, period of my of my uh, of my uh, life yeah. for a, for a couple of months. And then my my a friend of mine from Vancouver actually Daniel Ryan Spaulding. Ah, Daniel Ryan Ryan Spaulding. Yeah. Yes, I know him. He's a, he's a Canadian comic uh, that has been touring all over the world and especially Europe. He's now in Scandinavia now right now in mm-hmm. in um, Norway. Yeah. And we so we met in 2007 when I was in Vancouver and he he was about to uh, perform in uh, in Paris. Uh, to do a one-hour show, so he asked me if he could um, uh, stay at my place for a while. So I said, "Yeah," and and we we talked for a while. And um, I was at that time starting to consider maybe performing stand-up comedy. I was I was you know thinking about it, and at the same time, so he came around and we talked about it. And he told me, "Well, I'll be back in a couple of months, and if you want, you can open for me in English if you're fine with that." Open for you—that means that you can perform yeah. five minutes at the beginning of his show. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I was. I was like okay, yes, uh, you know, you, you need a, you need a deadline. So I I wrote uh, a bit about uh, about Marseille. It wasn't very strong at that time. I, I recorded it, so uh, uh, I'm not really proud when I when I look at it. But it was the first time. Yeah. And uh, what I did was I first wrote it in French and then I translated it in English. And and I did that and it was it was fun. I I really enjoyed doing that. And then after that, I just started to uh, perform. More and more in in uh, open mics uh, showcases like the New York Comedy Night that's hosted by Sebastian Marx. I um, I performed there, mm-hmm. and um, and then it was it was just better and better. In in not my not my performance, but the the feeling that I got it was it was really good. It was really I was it was way better to perform ten minutes of of stand up comedy and sometimes make people laugh. Of course, sometimes they didn't laugh and it was horrible, but. <laughs> Ten minutes of people laughing was like the light of my of my week. Really, it was really really good. And so I, that's the kind of moments where, where you're like, okay, I don't give a shit if I don't make money out of that right now. Yeah. I, I don't care. I yeah. do, I just wanna, I just wanna enjoy this. It's really good. I, I've always enjoyed making people laugh. It's true. Uh, like like a lot of people uh, in the world. Uh, you, two people out of five have already been told you should be a comic you make people laugh it's true and and if and if you feel like it you, you should try really if you like to make jokes if you if you particularly enjoy the feeling of having someone smile because of some shit that you said then you should really try to to do stand-up comedy because mm-hmm. it's it's really something that's hard to describe it's really a pleasure that flows inside of you for for a few minutes and it's just uh very uh, euphoric. Yeah, it's euphoric. Uh, yeah. Euphoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly afterwards, you just feel brilliant. It's yeah. better than better than uh, drugs. Not that I would know. I, I don't have. Uh, don't do drugs. You don't. Really? Yeah. 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 yeah that's <laughs> very wise. But yeah, it, it is very pleasant. And after doing that a couple of times, I was like, okay, I I want to do this. I already had a job at that time. I was uh, I was uh, working in a clothing store. So I'm like, okay, I, I want to do this. I want to do this regularly. I want to get better. And um, I opened for Daniel a couple of times. Every time he was, he was back in Paris, I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I opened for him when he was performing his show at the Théâtre La Cible in Pigalle. Mm-hmm. And once, and uh, I met the director of the Théâtre uh, at that time, uh, Grégoire Granier. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was preparing his uh, summer schedule for the theater. And he asked me, well, if you want to do a one date uh, in the summer in English, feel free to do it. It's going to be, it's okay. So it was in April. I had maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes of material by that, by that time. 
And I was like, okay, let's do this. Yes, I'll prepare this for, for the end of July. My, my, my first one-hour show was on July 24th, 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I did it at La Cib, and it felt great. And uh, after that, I performed once a month and uh, until uh, December, and now it's once a week. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. Well, I, I'm... I'm very much looking forward to opening your show. Actually, uh, not yeah. not not this coming Saturday, but the next one. Yeah, uh, I don't know the date of that. Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, no, I don't know. I, on the top of my head, I, I look on my calendar. It's not on the twentieth. It's on the twenty seventh. Twenty seventh, really? No, no, no. It's on the twentieth. Yeah, you sure. Yeah. It's not this Saturday. It's the Saturday after that. Twentieth. Um. Oh, hold on. I you might, think because I, you have an Android phone, it's better than my iPhone, is that it? No, it's just that I, I think I might have, um, uh, I might have, um, what was I going to say? I might have mixed up my dates, but I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm, I'm an idiot because, It's you know. okay. Well, just know that this Saturday, Seb's opening for me. Yeah. And on the 27th, it's Cornelio. Okay. So, uh, you know. I think I might have screwed up my dates. <sighs> I know I'm in London one weekend this really? month. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, okay. dear. I'm, we'll I'm, find a date. I'm it's terribly fine. disorganized. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, you can find out all the details of uh, Pierre Gaspard's show, No Shame, here in Paris. If you're coming through the city, if you live in France, if you live in Paris, I do recommend that you come and see the show. If you like the sort of um, slightly rude, slightly risque humor, then uh, come and see the show. Um, you know, it's, it's very good. And uh, you can also check out other shows which are happening here in, in Paris too. And uh, you'll see the details for those on the website. Uh, and as I've said before, check out uh, meetup.com or check out other um, possible ways that you can find other English-speaking people in your local area. And you, you might find some English stand-up going on there. Otherwise, YouTube... YouTube is amazing these days because yeah. you can get everything on YouTube. There's loads of stand-up comedy available there. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, I'm going to post a video of Louis C.K. and maybe Doug Stanhope as well. Um, and we'll, we will, uh, you can check them out. Now, um, yesterday um, uh, I saw Pierre at, uh, at a gig. We did a, a stand-up gig together. And as I was leaving, uh, Pierre suddenly said to me, What did you say? Uh, yeah, have a well. Have a good night. Have a good night. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> this English accent. This English accent came out. I did better yesterday. I don't know. I'll try. I'll try again. So let's see. Okay. So I would say that you're you've got a kind of Canadian accent, right? Okay. Um, but I'm going to try and get you to speak like a British person. Okay. Now, my listeners to this this uh, podcast, I think that they enjoy the stuff about accents, the, particularly the British accent. That's part of the reason they listen to it because they like to listen to the Queen's English. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, of course, there are lots and lots of different accents in the UK. There's, there's loads of different regional accents. I think you're, you're, you're missing the most uh, important point of why people love to listen to British accents is because it makes them horny. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah? Did, really? To make you horny, Pierre, a little bit? Well, not from you. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, I, f- I think the, the the British accent in a in a woman's wife is uh, yeah, it's very sexy. Yeah. yeah, you know when Angelina Jolie uh, is in Tomb Raider. Yeah. When she speaks with that English accent in Tomb Raider, oh yeah, I do get a little bit excited. Oh, yeah, so that does it for you too, even though you, you yeah. have, you, you're you're British. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. Well, you know, first of all, it's Angelina Jolie. Yeah. But yeah, I do like certain she English. Speaking accents. an Indian accent, it would be great as well. 
I think that would be good too. Yeah, I don't care what <laughs> accent she has, to be honest. I think if it's Angelina Jolie, then I'm, I'm going to be interested. Um, um, but yeah, the, people say that, you know, in America, uh, they apparently women like it if you've got an English accent because they, they find it's a turn on. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. Maybe I should go to... What am I doing in France, Pierre? I don't know. Maybe I should no, go to I, America. I'm sure it works in France as well. Yeah. We have this image of... Dapper, uh, sophisticated uh, British. It's really funny because in when I was in Canada, um, I didn't have that much of a thick French accent. I never had a French accent really, mm. and I should have though because apparently it yeah, it makes them makes girls even crazier in in the U.S. and in, in Canada when yeah. you have a French accent. And um, it's funny because I, I when I when I first got there, I talked to a girl. She was a there was a lot of um, Indian people in Vancouver. Yeah. And she told me, well, your French accent will get you laid. But, like, my brother is Indian and that doesn't work at all. And he's very sad about that. (laughs) (laughs) He has this Indian accent and and it's really bad. And I'm like, well, okay, well. But I never never took advantage of of that accent. But it's funny because... French accent make uh, make girls crazy in some place, and you know British accent makes me crazy sometimes. I don't yeah. know, it's well, okay. Well, let, let's see if we can teach you how to speak with a British accent. All right, okay. Let's do that. Now, what I've got here is a, a list of sentences. Yes. Okay. Now I'm just going to need to move the biscuits out of the way so we can both see the sentences. Now I've, I've got some sentences that I wrote. I use these sometimes at school when I'm just sort of having fun and playing around with accents with my students. Now, I've got 10 sentences. Now, I wrote these as a way of either practicing speaking like an American or, I don't know, Canadian, they're kind of similar, or speaking with a British accent. So let's start with sentence number one, and this is, could I have a glass of water, please? Could I have a glass of water, please? So, first of all, can you just say it in your normal voice and then do... Could I have a glass of water, please? So, okay, it's interesting you said, uh, (laughs) like, water. Water. (laughs) Water. Can I have a glass of water, please? But uh, in an English accent, could I... Excuse me, could I have a glass of water, please? Go ahead. Excuse me, could I have a glass of water, please? Very good, yes. Notice the R in, in glass and... Glass uh, of water. De- definitely yeah. a, a T sound in water. Um, but the R sound at the end of water isn't pronounced. So it's not water, like in, a, in, a, in the States, for example, uh, but water... Could I have a glass of water, please? Glass. Glass. <laughs> but I, have, I don't have the n- noisy voice that you need when you... When you I, s- <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a nasal accent. I don't think in Britain... Maybe no. it is, but as far as I'm aware, it's less nasal than American. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Some, Ameri- I, I some Americans, not all of them, or some North Americans, uh, can have a nasal... Like, yeah, can, I can, I get, can I get a glass of water, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but... Uh, in in Britain, we tend to place the the accent not so much in the in the nose. Can I have a glass of water, please? Please. Can eat. I have a glass of water, please? Okay. Yes. Very, right. Yes. That's very nice. Yeah. Okay. The next sentence I wrote because I thought it would be good for an American accent. <laughs> so um, that is, oh my god! Like, oh my god! I really want a hot dog right now. Okay, uh, but in a, with an English accent, that would be, oh my God, oh my God, I really want a hot dog right now. Oh my God, I really want a hot dog right now. I really want, <laughs> want a what? hot dog. Oh my God, I really want a hot dog right now. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God, 
I really want a hot dog. Oh my god. I really <laughs> I really I really Oh my I, god, I really want a hot dog right now. Yeah. That I mean right now you kind of went yeah, a bit yeah, American yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I'm doing a sort of cliche, slightly posh accent, but um I found I think with that sort of British accent, which is I think a slightly posh sort of uh standard British sort of BBC English kind of accent. Um, we all know you're which is, which is pro- Oh my god, I really want a hot dog right now. I, I, yeah, that's the news. <laughs> oh my god, I really want a hot dog right now. Uh, that would be on the BBC. But um, I think that kind of British accent, we tend to round some of our vowel sounds. Like, I really... Um, oh, oh my god. You know, oh. Oh, oh my god. I really want to. Really want. I really want a hot dog right now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, it's just too American a sentence for me. I... <laughs> it's definitely very American. Oh my god! I, I, I really oh want god. a hot dog right now. Go on. Oh my god! I really want a hot dog right now. Yeah, exactly. Very nasal. <laughs> oh my god! Totally nasal. No, I don't think all Americans have that nasal voice, but uh, it's fun. Um, let's see. Okay, number yeah, number well, six. Let's have number six here, which is, um, could I have a portion of chips with that, please? So, could I have a portion of chips with that, please? Note that in the UK we say chips, we don't say fries, in, as they do in America. Could I could I have a portion of chips with that, please? Could I have a portion of chips with that, please? Okay, um, that that yes. Could I have a portion of chips with that, please? Okay, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. I think with that, if you really that. want to emphasize it, you need to do the t at the end of that. So in America or in North America, they probably soften the T a little bit so it ends up being um, that. with that. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Uh, if you want to emphasize the British accent, you have to go with that, yes. please. Could I have a portion of chips with that, please? That. Please. That. That, please. That. It's not. It's not really aggressive. It's yeah. just that there's a clipped kind of. T. It's that's why it sounds proper. If you imagine like the sound of like uh, tea, tea, um, tea cups. Yes. That I don't know. That. If it's, yeah. <laughs> well, it's that that of, sound is very English. You know, <laughs> it's that. Tink, tink. Um, do you want to have another go? Of course. Um, Good lord, they are terribly well behaved, aren't they? Yeah. That's a very posh one. Good Lord. Good Lord. That's like, oh, my God. Good Lord. Good Lord. Yeah. They're terribly well behaved, aren't they? They're terribly well behaved, aren't they? Yes, exactly. Yes. Do you, know, do you want to know how to say, in a very posh accent, do you want to know how to say uh, hello in a very, very posh voice? Hello. Well, okay, yeah. yeah well, it's, it, 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 it's, uh, well... Let's say it's oh hello, oh hello, like that. But you have to go eh hello, eh hello. <laughs> really? Yeah. Eh oh, hello. Exactly. Eh, oh, eh hello. That's so annoying, though. It's, it's not horrible. Just, oh hello. It's like, eh hello. Eh hello. It's like you're saying fuck you and hello at the same yeah, time. It's, oh it's, hello. I hate you. It's really horrible. Those are sort of like really sort of uh, sickeningly posh. It's like the mother-in-law welcoming you. She yeah. doesn't like you. Like, yeah. just like super posh mother-in-law yeah. who's looking down on you because yeah. you're lower class. Eh, eh, hello. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, um, would you mind awfully removing your shoes? Yeah. It's just that they're terribly filthy. You know, I've, you know, I've just had a new... Leather carpet. I don't know, leather carpet. Leather know. carpet? I don't know. I'm just thinking of it. I've just had what a new... Kind of, uh, I've just had a new, noise there. I've just had a new golden carpet installed. I don't want your disgusting shoes all over them. Oh, um, I like the leather... Leather carpet. What's better, yeah, like kind of the SM mothering. <laughs> oh, I had the leather carpet installed. <laughs> now get undressed, you little shit. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's um, okay, so, good lord, they're terribly well behaved. How about, um, okay, let's see. Um, okay, so I'll see you later then, shall I? Was, was it your accent again? Yeah, okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll see you later then, shall I? Okay, well then I'll see you later then, shall I? Not later. Yeah, I know, later. I know. It's just simpler. Later. Okay, I'll see you later then, shall I? Yeah, I'll see you but later. I feel like I have to do this smug face when I'm talking. Yeah, well, <laughs> <It's but> <laughs> <laughs> People cannot see it, but all the way I'm having this smug face like, oh, okay, well, I'll see you later, shall I? <laughs> you should take a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> You can just make noise and people will understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is that the, uh, well, that's the attitude? <laughs> <laughs> you're not worthy of licking the shit off my boots, are you? <laughs> maybe exactly. That's the, all right, well, that may be a kind of a posh voice, but there yeah. are other accents in the UK. Uh, I don't know what I don't know how long we've been going for now. Fifty-eight minutes and twenty-four seconds. All right, okay. It's not. It's normally about an hour on the these episodes, so that's fine. Um, right, some regional accents from the UK. We've so far been doing a sort of posh Queen's English kind of thing, but there are many different regional accents. For example, Geordie from Newcastle in the in the northeast. Newcastle. Yeah, yes. Northern Ireland. Uh, you know, Belfast or something. In- in the, in the UK, not in Britain. <laughs> not though. in Britain, exactly. Um, Scouse from Liverpool, uh, Manchester, Cockney. What is the Manchester accent? All right, yeah, like that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm fucking mad for it. You know what I mean? Like that. Okay, like because monk and all that. Right, okay, okay. Yesterday there was this girl at the French Fried Comedy, and she's going to be performing at the All Night French Fried Comedy. Night. Yeah, her name is Olivia, uh-huh. and she has this really posh accent. Yeah, but she's from Manchester. She yeah. She really yeah. doesn't have the Manchester accent. So if I could master this Manchester accent and you know throw it at her face, I would make it. <laughs> I, I, really I think um, yeah, Olivia's. Uh, man, she's got a sort of regional accent, but she, it's also rather sort of... It's, it, it sounds very nice, very yeah. well-spoken. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, even in Manchester, you have many different types of Manchester accent and you have different characters and so on. The Manchester accent that I always end up doing is a kind of Liam Gallagher kind of Noel Gallagher from Oasis kind of thing. Yeah. All right, yeah, from Oasis, aren't I? You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing, yeah. We're mad for it. Like that. Um, so, okay, I'll try and teach you to how to speak like Liam Gallagher, maybe. Okay, which is funny because in their song, they don't. You can. It's not that thick. No, they do. In some, uh, what is it? Um, uh, you know, when they say this, when the sun might shine, they go shine, like, yeah. slide away. Like oh, that. it's true they do. Yeah. yeah. They throw a bit of Mancunian in, in the there. Sky. Yeah. Champagne supernova. Yeah, exactly. In a champagne yeah. supernova in the sky. Supernova. What's that? Is no supernova. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're in a oasis. 
you know. Um, okay, so, right, the sentence that we're going to do is, all right, how's it going? I'm from Manchester, aren't I? I'm mad for it. So I'm mad for it means I'm really excited and I'm, I'm going to have a party. Okay. Well, you're excited about being from Manchester. Yeah, or just generally excited about being from so Manchester. So it's like a science fiction. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If you I've want... been to Manchester, you know. Yeah. It's red. It's red. Yeah, a lot of bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's true. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Let's imagine that you're a rock star from Manchester, okay? Yeah. Going, all right, all right, how's all it right. going? All right. All right, how's it going? All right. I'm from Met. All right. <laughs> so the, the T in all right is not pronounced at all. Okay. So all, all right. All, all right. How's it going? How's oh. it? Ow, ow. Not the, how, The ow. problem with how's it going is that you... You think about uh, Joey from Friends. Oh, that's how you're doing. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, how are you true. doing? Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. Sorry, 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 sorry about that. How's it going? How's it? How? how? So you don't pronounce the H either. No, yeah. no H. No T, no H. And there's no G at the end of going, so okay. it's going. How's it going? All right. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? All right, our kid. Our kid. Our kid. Our kid. Our kid means our kid. So it's a bit like if it's a younger person in your family. All right, our kid, how's it going? Uh, hello. Uh, so it's like saying, you'd say our kid to a young person in your family, okay. uh, your younger brother. Yeah. All right, our kid, how's it going? All right. All right, our kid, how's it going? How's it going? Ow. Oh, it's very nasal. How's it going? All right. <laughs> All right, our kid, how's it going? Okay. Um, I find... To do a Manchester accent, uh, I have to keep my mouth like that, in that shape like that all the time. Don't yeah. move your mouth at all. Like very dry mouth. Very dry, sort of like... Damien Lewis mouth exactly, from, from Homeland. Exactly. Yeah. Keep your mouth like that in a sort yeah. of circle like that. All right, how's it going? All right, our kid, how's it going? <laughs> okay, you sound a bit like a, a gangster from New York. Yeah, all right, hey, how exactly. Going? How's it going? <laughs> exactly, that's in my head. It's like, all right, how's it going? Okay, I'm from Man- Manchester. If you're from Manchester, you sort of do this like that. You got to roll, you, you roll around like that. You sort okay. of bouncing around all and right. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're a tough guy from Manchester. No, you're not a tough guy. You're, maybe you're you're high you're, fat on, guy, yeah. you're on you're on LSD, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I'm tripping, mate. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm tripping me nuts off. I'm mad for it. Because you have to, because you're from Manchester. Yeah, it's yeah, all okay. so like that. Imagine you're from the 1990s. Maybe you're in the Hacienda in a nightclub. The right, night what you on? Mm. What you on, mate? What you on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you said the 90s. 1990s. Okay, so I'm all right. I'm from Manchester. 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 Yeah. I'm from Manchester. That's it. That's good. I? I'm from Manchester, aren't I? I'm mad for it. Oh, yeah. It's actually uh, Joey Barton's accent. Joey Barton's a football player. I know. He plays at Marseille. I know all about him. Right. Yeah, so I come to, like, you know, come to France and all that. It's like dead God. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm mad for it. Yeah. You know, I love the red wine and all that. It's like proper God. Yeah, he has that voice, exactly. Okay. Can you say uh, Marseille's the best uh, yeah, football Mar- club? <laughs> Marseille, you know what I mean? It's like the best football club in the world at the moment for me. Not yeah. I mean. Yes, thank you, Joey. Wow, that's great. We yeah. have the record now. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, I'm from Manchester. Like that. Like that. Like if you like can say that. like that, but it's like like that, like that, <laughs> like that, like that. Okay. Like that. Like that. Like that. Like that. Who? Who? 
who is going to be listening to you and trying to perform their Manchester accent many, anyway? Many people, many, many people around the world. Well, I have a business trip to Manchester next week, and I really need to work on my Manchester accent to fit in at the meetings with the local union guys. Yeah, I think I think if uh, a lot of my listeners just enjoy it, they they just enjoy yeah, the different accents, yeah. and also it's you know it's 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 interesting to be able to identify the different accents and it's true yeah. and also if you can listen to someone in like joey barton and you hear him go yeah i'm in marseille it's like it's dead god then you know, oh he's from manchester and you know more about that person you know like when you listen to a person you listen to their accent it tells you a lot of different things about them especially with the british accent yeah yeah you can know if you know what kind of place they're from what sort of lifestyle they've had Uh, it's, it's really, uh, in my opinion, you can really tell whether they're like from London or the rest. Yeah. Because, uh, to 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 my opinion, to the French guy opinion, London accents, it's it's uh, it's music. It's like uh, yes, it's very. You can already imagine the the the, the Queen's Court and you know uh, really posh ladies and so. But what, uh, exactly. You can imagine Greensleeve. <laughs> Your Highness the Queen. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a Shakespearean kind of... But but when you listen to Cockney or, or Manchester accent, you know that it... Uh, it's horrible what I'm going to say, but the, the image that we have is that it comes from a really poorer region of England. Yeah. Well, um, I, I guess it's true to an extent that a lot of these regional accents or regional dialects are associated with... Uh, the working class communities yeah, yeah. in in those in those places, yeah. Um, but that's not you know it's not it's not bad at all because it's it's great it's beautiful. I think um, I love all of these different dialects. I love all the different cultures and and in the UK we we celebrate it. You know we we like it. In fact, these days um, uh, regional accent is a positive thing. And TV presenters in on on mainstream Saturday night shows have regional accents. We trust people with regional accents a little more than the sort of person who speaks like this because then you think, oh, he's university educated, yeah, yeah, okay. he's a bit posh, uh, he's probably conservative. That's what people think about me. They think that I'm a conservative. because oh, of the really? Yeah, Just because of your accent? Because of the way I speak, yeah. I've got friends in, in London who are not from London, but they speak English very, very well. And they, they say, oh, Luke, you're such a classic English gentleman. And I just think, well, I'm not. It's really not who I it's am. It's weird that they would say that being English and, and all. They they're they're not. They're not English. They they may be from other countries like oh, okay. Pol Poland or, oh, or whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and, they, and they look at me and they they look at the way I dress, you know, and they look at the they listen to the sound of my voice and they think he's just like a really classic English. He's like Hugh Grant, but even <laughs> Hugh even Hugh Grant, they misunderstand him. Because, you know, people thought he was terribly nice and everything. But he's a bad boy, isn't he, really? Well, everybody is bad, anyways. Everybody has a bad side, but... Yeah. But, I mean, it's okay. For the accents, it's... You can tell... You could you could say the same about France, really. Because uh, I come from Marseille, and we have this... Um, This accent in Marseille, where we speak kind of like this, and uh, uh, it, uh, you know, uh, when you speak like that to someone, uh, people might, might tell you, uh, oh, yes, I can hear the sun in your voice. But yeah. really, in the general media, on the TV shows and stuff like that, when, when someone is, has this accent, this southern accent, whether it's from Marseille or Toulouse, it's mm. not exactly the same, but it's the same kind of music, they will... It will categorize you as a, as a lesser being, as as mm. a, 
less smart, a stu- stupider person. Yeah, yeah. Because you have this accent, because you're not from the big, the big city yeah. of, of Paris. Because really, one one thing in common that that um, England and France have is that we have one. Each one have one world city, like London and Paris, and the rest of the country is far from it. Like all all the mm. other big cities, they're good, mm. but. Like uh, all the work and all the education, all the main things are in these two cities. Yeah. And and in France, if you have an accent from another place, then you might be looked at as a I don't know, not as a cool person as as, yeah. as you should. I think in England now, as I said, we we like the regional accents, but the thing that will mark you out badly, or the thing that will create a bad impression of you, is not really the accent, but the the sort of the way that you use English. So a lot, you know. People still have a bad reaction to hearing uh, mistakes. And I don't mean mistakes of uh, learners of English, because that's a different kind of mistake. Yeah. But native English speakers make other mistakes as well, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. which people, uh, you know, which gives people a very bad impression. So that, I think, is more uh, of a big deal than the accent. And as I said, a lot of TV presenters have this sort of regional accents. But they speak well. They speak really well, but they speak with a hint of a regional accent. Yeah, you can tell that they have an accent when they yeah. speak. Okay. So you're right for Manchester. Do you want a bit more or do you want to move on to somewhere else? Well, I think we should do Cockney because that's... Uh Everybody knows that the Cockney accent exists and maybe they don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. Um, so, Cockney. Yeah, I'm a Cockney. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, mate? You know what I mean, geezer? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> do you understand? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Nah, not, yeah. I'm, not, not I mean. <laughs> not I mean. These accents just take letters out of the word. Uh, yeah. Okay, oh, say it again. Not I mean. Which means you know do what you I mean. Do you know what I do mean? Do you know what I mean? Not I mean. Not a mean. Yeah. Not a mean. Not a mean. Not a mean. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, geezer? I'm a cockney, yeah? So imagine you've got a cigarette in the corner of your mouth and your elbow. <laughs> you, when you when you take the cigarette from your mouth, your elbow goes up and down like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm a bit... You know, imagine, like, here's the situation, all right? So I've got, like, I've got some watches, yeah? I've got some watches here. Yeah, In, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a bag. On your uh, wrist. I've just come into a pub. Yeah, I've got a load of watches. A bit dodgy. <laughs> Yeah. But keep it keep it hush hush, right? Yeah, keep yeah, it quiet. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I got some I got some lovely kosher watches, yeah. So uh keep it quiet, yeah. Keep it on keep it on the down low, as they say, now with the youth and all that. Um got these lovely watches. Do you, is it your wife's birthday? It's your wife's birthday, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's your wife's birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah, next week, yeah. Yeah, all right. So what I, I, what do you reckon? What do you reckon to one of these uh they they're bang on they they are. Bang on proper, bang on proper merchandise. That is it's proper, proper bang on merchandise, mate. <laughs> bang on, bang on, yeah, proper. Okay, proper, meaning yeah. meaning very, you know, proper, 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 proper. Yeah, proper right. merchandise. All right. One thing about Cockneys, okay, that they do uh, often omit certain sounds, like the T in letters will not be pronounced. So you get water. Can I have a glass of water? Okay. Right? Water. Yeah, exactly. A glass of water. Can I have a glass of water? Can I have... Twitter. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah I was reading Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, exactly. Yeah. Twitter. There's, right. there's other things, like the F sound. No, um, no, th. You know, like a month. A month. Uh, th- the 30th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't do the th sound. 
it comes out as a f sound. A month? Yeah. 13 months. 13 months? Yeah. Yeah, I'm back in 13 months. From your tour around the globe in your, in your sailing... In my fishing, yacht. Yeah, you're not a yacht. I've got a boat. So you're a, you have a Cockney accent, but you have a boat? I've got a... No, I haven't got a boat. I've got a boat. Boat. A boat. <laughs> that you used to kill deers. Oh, no, that's a... That's a boat. <laughs> um, um, let's see. Certain sounds like the A sound. A like in day. Like Monday. Monday. Will come out as I. I. So not... Monday. Yeah. Yeah, on Monday. I'm leaving Monday. Monday. For... Thir- Thirteen. Thirteen months. Months. <laughs> months. On my boat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're sounding a bit like a pirate now. I know. You uh, know how to do the pirate. Ex- uh, yeah, I have a pirate routine. Uh. Do, you want, do you want to do one more accent? Because I know it's, it's starting to get late. It's your brother's birthday. I, uh, I have way enough time. It's just, yeah? You tell me if you... All right. I think listeners might have left for my bad accents. Like, I don't know. I have no idea what my listeners are doing. Are you still there, everyone? You're still there? Don't fall asleep. Yeah. Wake, wake up yeah it's it's been um, it's now been one hour and nearly 15 minutes so I tell you what we'll do one final accent okay I'm and, taking and another then, cookie yeah yeah you go ahead like you take as many cookies as you, as you like I strongly yeah. recommend Luke's girlfriend's cookies yeah they're, they're good oh, yeah. they're real good I'm taking some for my breakfast tomorrow sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry what was that <laughs> what did you say Okay, we've got so we've we've got uh, we've done Manchester. All right, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm from Manchester. All right, our kid, like that, like that. You know what I mean. Carl uh, Pilkington. Do you know Carl Pilkington? No. All right, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Gervais used to do a podcast with uh, Stephen Merchant, uh, okay. his writing partner, and a guy called Carl Pilkington. And Carl Pilkington is a great. He's got a great Manchester accent. One of these days, I'm going to do a podcast with Carl Pilkington. Not I'm not with him because I, I don't know him. But I'm going to steal some audio off the internet and I'll present Carl Pilkington. He's, he's just brilliant. He's hilarious and he's got a very good Manchester accent. So we've done Manchester. We've done a bit of Cockney. Yeah, you know what I mean? Birthday, uh, month. See you on Monday. Yeah. There are other things. I'll come back to the Cockney accent in a later episode. I've, I've done one already before. Listeners, oh. you can find it. But we've got other things. So have a look on the lists, Pierre. What are other things you're interested in? What about the Scotland one? Uh, what is Scotland it? is down here. Scotland, yeah. Scotland. Now, okay. Uh, as a as a English person, as a Londoner, um, you know, I, I'm not an expert on on Scotland by any means. Um, so the Scottish accent that I'm going to do is definitely very cliched. Okay? I, I know one word in in the Scottish yeah, accent. Yeah. It's freedom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, freedom. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, they may take our lives. But they'll never take our freedom. Yes, yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll, they they can movie. take our lives or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there are many different accents in Scotland as well. Like whether you're from Edinburgh or Dundee or Glasgow or from up north or wherever. Okay, but the one I'm going to do is like a very cliched one. And this <laughs> sentence, this sentence that you can see here, was used in a commercial for a drink called Iron Brew. Iron Brew, okay? Iron Brew. Uh, I don't think you have it here. Uh, I think it's just in the UK. Iron Brew is like a soft drink. It's like Coca-Cola or, or oh, okay. Fanta or something. 
Um, but the idea was that iron brew was was like a real sort of powerful Scottish drink, and it was made from girders. Girders. A, do you know what a girder is? No. A girder is a big piece of metal, basically. It's ridiculous, but you know, <laughs> it's the. And so the the tagline in the commercial was Bars Iron Brew made in Scotland from girders. Okay. Bars but, but Iron it, Brew. Made in Scotland from girders. Yeah, almost. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Bars Iron Brew. Made in Scotland from girders. Oh yeah, so it's very cliche, yeah. Girders. <laughs> girders. That's why they put the word girders in there because it's girders. Okay, okay. Made in Bars Iron Brew, made in Scotland from girders. Let's put as many R's as we can in, in one sentence, was basically the... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, I feel a bit embarrassed when I do a Scottish accent, because I don't think it's good enough, you know. I'm well, not... you, you can't be the master of all accents. I, I want to be the master of all accents. I, I shall be the Well, Well, where can you listen to a real Scottish accent? Oh, it's not the... on movies or shows, because... I know... Um... I've been watching a, a TV show online, which is brilliant, and it's by a, a Scottish comedian, Scottish actor. His name's Limmy, or Lummy, Lummy, Limmy, Lummy, right? <laughs> <laughs> His name's Limmy. I don't know why. L I. You keep Limmy and looking at me. Like, I know. Limmy, Limmy. Yeah, you Lemmy. must think I'm an insane, but uh, that's all right. So it's not Limmy. It's it's Limmy, Limmy but Lummy. I don't know. I can't do it, really. L-I-M-M-E-Y. Limmy. And he's got a show called Lummy's Lummy's Show. Okay. Lummy's Show. And he's from Glasgow, and he's got this brilliant Glaswegian accent. He's very funny. Um, And so, yeah, you can hear him. You can hear the Scottish accent very, very well from from Limmy. uh, And lots of other people, like Billy Connolly. Do you know him? He's a comedian. No. A comedian with a big, long beard and a long hair. Well, hello there. Uh, That's terrible. Um, hello, I'm Billy Connolly. Uh, that's my Billy Connolly impression. <laughs> um, Billy Connolly's a good example. Um, let's see, there are there are lots of others. The movie Train Spotting. Yeah, um, it's a it's a movie with um, what's the actor's name? Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I love him. Ewan Everybody McGregor. loves him anyway. He's great, isn't he? He's yeah. he's from Scotland. He's got a lovely Scottish accent, and you can hear it in in um, Train Spotting. Um, some singers are from Scotland. I can't remember. I can't remember who they are. There's a girl. There's there's a quite a famous girl now. James Brown is from Scotland. James Brown, really? Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. soul, the the uh, hardest working man in show business. Yeah, yeah. James yeah. Brown. Yeah. Uh, Francis the, the, Cabrel too, the French singer, is, yeah. is from Scotland. <laughs> really? Gandhi is from there as well. Gandhi from Scotland. Really? Yeah, loads of people are from Scotland. I, I, I again, I'll have to just come back to the Scottish accent. Uh, and do extra podcasts on that. I'll, I'll introduce Alex Limmy's Ferguson. Show. Alex Ferguson. He's from Dundee. Yeah. No, he's from Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yes, yeah. he was the coach. Aberdeen's coach. Yeah, that's before wrong. Manchester. Yeah, he's got. He's he's great. He's got a, such a strong Scottish accent. That oh, I can't yeah. understand. What Me neither. Oh, you can't no, either. Can't, even no. though, okay. No. That's like us with the Quebec, Quebec accent. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we, we have another guy called Gordon Strachan, who's a Scottish uh, football manager. And I can't understand anything that Gordon Strachan says either. <laughs> I will, you know, they, they've gone out there and, you know, the boys have done a good job. Now, that's terrible. Because whenever I do Scottish, it comes out Northern Ireland. All right, they, uh, they've gone out there and they've done a grand job. What's Irish? Well, Irish, well, it seems like, hey, it's right, Irish, eh, hey, or stuff, stuff like that. Sounds a bit Scottish to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ireland, uh, I, I suppose, uh, you, you know, if you're from Ireland, you're going to sound a little bit, would you like another cup of tea? Would you like some tea? 
from each other's websites and see what's happening. Okay. Maybe we'll have little websites babies, like widgets babies, I don't know. It sounds good. Yeah. It sounds very good. Um, I, I expect what I'm going to do is listen back to this and I'll make a list of some of the bits of language that have, have occurred in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and, it was, uh, yeah. and then listeners can, can have a look at that, uh, look at the language and learn it and then use it to take over the world in a good way. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, Kim Jong Un can just get lost. As far as I'm concerned, he's an idiot. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see what's happening there. It's an interesting situation it's, developing. It's, it's, I'm actually quite upset about it because I've got friends in Japan, South Korea, you know, uh, who, who who are stressing out. I hope that Kim Jong Un is just being an idiot and just trying to show off with his yeah, toys. I, I, I hope so because if he's like the arrogance, Pierre, the the fucking arrogance of this guy to threaten the use of nuclear weapons as a way of showing, hey, I'm the big guy on the block. Look at my nuclear missiles. What an asshole. Seriously, to threaten yeah, well, to do I, that. I, um, I don't know if he's going to go through with it. He would lose anyway, but if he goes through with it, um, that might be problematic <laughs> i think i think he would be history's greatest asshole if if that was to occur and i i just really really hope that he he he, he doesn't do it well he's going to look like an asshole anyway because if he doesn't do it then he's just going to look like a pussy yeah and and to be honest i think part of the reason he's doing it is because uh he wants to show his people that he's the daddy he's yeah. the mac daddy yeah, yeah i think that's what he's doing he's going look at me i'm i'm better than america so he's not doing it for us. He's doing it for his own people. Oh, of course. Because he's trying to keep them all under control. It's just pathetic, isn't it, really? It's it's weird country. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's more complicated than we both can can understand, really. Yeah. Let's stick to talking about poop. Yeah. <laughs> he has very bad poop, this Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. Yeah, bad poop, man. Yeah. Messy poop, yeah. Yes, I'm sure he does. Much more messy than even ours. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, well, on that slightly disgusting, <laughs> slightly, on that slightly worrying and disgusting note, I think it's time to bring this podcast to a close. Thanks again for joining me, Pierre. Thank you uh, very much. It was very fun. And thanks again for the listeners for listening to this. I usually end the podcast by going bye, 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 like that. And it's sort yeah. of slight, getting quieter. So do you want to join me in, in a bye-bye-bye? Yeah, okay, yeah? let's do that. So thanks for joining the join, listening to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please uh, keep listening and uh, <laughs> um, look forward to doing another one of these shows in the near future. So that's it from me and Pierre. So bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.